Welcome to the Women Abroad Podcast. I'm your host, Lisette Esquivel. This show is part of the section Women Who Inspire, where you will learn stories and experiences of successful female expats from all over the world. They will share with us the secret that nobody is willing to tell you about living overseas. another episode of Women Abroad. My name is Lisa Esquivel, Global Editor on OneUp.com. And today in our podcast, Women Abroad, I have the pleasure to talk to Monica Pound. Uh, and I will tell you a little bit about her. She's a 38 years old Romanian woman currently living her best years in Munich, Germany. So Monica, I'm very happy to have you here with us in Women Abroad. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much, Lizette, for, for the invitation. Very happy to meet you and looking forward to, to our little chat this evening. Yeah, let's have a conversation. Well, you're from, from Romania. Um, tell us your story. Why did you move to Germany? Well, um, long story short, <laughs> I decided to take a leap of faith uh, eight and a half years ago and followed my heart. Well, it turns out that following your heart is not always the best decision as it did not turn out as in the fairy tales, but it was a, a huge jump out of my comfort zone. And uh, I always see Germany as my maturization lesson. So it was, yeah, the best decision ever. But just because your instinct, uh, you know, you, you, uh, you wanted to go there just like that or but not a specific um, no, reason no. for love. Of for course, for, for love. Yeah, yeah. Well, well this is the, that was the main reason love or what I back then thought it was love. So that's why it did not turn out as in fairy tales because um, the relationship I had back then did not last. But um, I decided to, to turn, turn the perspective and not see it as a failure, but try to make the most of it and see what can I learn from this. And so I decided to, to stay, even if it, that did not turn out as, as in the fairy tales that, you know, I move abroad and everything works fine. It didn't. But I, I tried, I tried because hadn't I moved to Germany, I would have always been left with the question, hmm, what would have been if? So yeah, now I know the answer and even much more about myself. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, the reason love, but it didn't work, but still you decided to stay there. Yeah, it exactly. happens, it happens with the good. Maybe was the reason that destiny, I don't know, told you you have. To yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm always saying that. Maybe it's mm -hmm. just, uh, we only know it at the end, what the reason for it. Maybe it's just a, a temporary station. Maybe it's a permanent, you never know. Yeah. But well, yeah, I decided to stay here, even if it did not uh, turn out as, as expected. And um, yeah, make the most of it. Learn about myself, develop myself. And of course, it was a bit of a pride, you know, that you go back with a failure and all, oh, but I didn't. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's part of life. And by the way, and how many years have you been living in, in Germany? Well, we're having now this year, it's eight and a half, eight and a half years. I'm, yeah, 2013. All of them in Munich? No, no. I lived in a rural zone in, at the gates of the Bavarian forest until uh, 2020, February. It's, that, it's there where I uh, initially moved from, from Romania to uh, it's a, sm a small town at the gate of the Bavarian forest. Lovely, lovely, lovely people, made great friends. Um, but it was still that, you know, it was that longing for, for, the, for the concrete to, to feel it under my feet again, because I come from an, from an urban zone, from a bigger city in Romania. And um, I, I always had the, that, that yearn to, to go back to a bigger city. So um, that was also the reason why I moved to, to Munich and uh, hoping to, to get back to my, to my old lifestyle in a bigger city. But then again, pandemics hit, so Yes, you, you need to uh, reconfigure everything you planned. Oh, yeah, now we are living in very uncertain times. Uh, exactly. and, and what stereotypes did you face for being Romanian living in, in Germany? Oh, well, there have been some, some raised eyebrows every now and then, especially at the beginning, since I, I did not 
quite master the language as I thought I would or I should. And of course, yeah, you know, some media reports do not quite paint the most picturesque image about um, Romania, but um, yeah, should you encounter some audience watches such media reports, they have some questions. But I think it goes for all countries where with, with expats, you know, oh, I heard that, is that true in your country? Well, if you have someone from another country in your proximity and you want to know more about their country, just ask them. You will have a whole new world in front of you than the one depicted in the media outlets. Because, you know, media not always depicts the best. Not all media, of course. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it happens a lot in Mexico. Mexican, and for example, people in the United States have the worst idea about us. And unfortunately, there are some bad people everywhere. But uh, I don't know, the, the idea is that what some of them, you know, uh, some crimes committed, they think that we are all the same. Maybe in yours, yeah. in your case, uh, I, I don't know a lot about uh, Romania, so I don't have any idea. But maybe in Germany, because it's closer, they have a, a negative idea, maybe. But it's not always no, right not for everybody. Yeah, not, not necessarily a, a negative, not necessarily a negative idea. But, you know, they have some, of course, questions because we also had the, we had until 1989, we had the dictature of, of Ceausescu. And of course, Romania in, in comparison to Germany is, is a country which, um, yeah, take my parents, for example, two thirds of their lives um, have been spent under dictature. You have a different mentality, all, of course, which you um, unconsciously transmit to your, to your children. So you, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm stressing on the fact that Germany is, uh, for me, is a maturization. Uh, lesson because you you learn to, to think I learned to think for myself um, let, just to make it uh, um, clear not everybody is like me in, in Romania but in my particular case yeah I took some traits from my parents some like you know situations where ah, better not say anything it's okay how it is no it's not okay say it you know and that's what I love about Germany that it gets the chance to it gives you the chance to, to be yourself to to yeah, speak up for yourself. But this is not necessarily related to, to, to Germany, but to my experience at this age in, in Germany, because of course uh, I have uh, friends in Romania who also speak up their mind and uh, say, say what they think. But I was more of a shy kid, you know, as taught home. It's okay like this, don't, now it's, it's different. In your case, uh, the stereotypes is more like uh, some ideas, but and, and that the effect was some discrimination for what I understand. Uh, I would not, I would not say, I would not say discrimination. I would say I was welcomed with, with wide arms where, wherever I, I went, definitely. definitely. So no, I'm, I'm no saying... negative effects, no negative effects in the stereotypes. No, no negative effects, just, yeah, questions, but I would not put it as a negative aspect, you know, I haven't been like harassed or, or, or bullied or no, no, I, I'm thankful for that. So, and regardless of the, of the zone I've I worked in, like, like area rural or urban area, no, not, not at all. Yeah, like raised eyebrows, but not in my proximity, you know, when I would speak Romanian sometimes on the street, it was like... <clears throat> But maybe because I speak too loud, this is something which, which I need to. <laughs> oh, I see. And, and for example, about the, the challenges, what challenges did you uh, face? Well, the language was a challenge. The language was definitely a challenge. Plus, you know, it, it's a different mentality. I was like, uh, um, I had a different mentality, to put it like that, back, back in Romania. I was like, you know, yeah, sure. Uh, just because we work together, we need to be friends. No, we don't. <laughs> people have their lives. So people have, um, um, yeah, their families to whom they cannot wait to go home after uh, after work end. Because, for instance, back in back in Romania, we used to have um, lots of uh, after work uh, drinks or get-togethers, um, which does not did not happen here. Maybe also, of course, due to the uh, area where I lived, where there were it was not so urban. But um, yeah, it's also a different um, pace in life where you're at. Back then in Romania, I was mid-20s. Of course, my, my workmates would all want to, to go partying and clubbing. And uh, yeah, now I'm in my 30s, um, mid-30s also. And people have family and are not in the 
going out mood or uh, after work uh, drinks. But um, as a challenge, yeah, I would say definitely the first challenge was was language. It's the first for me. It was like the first thing I needed to 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 learn. I wanted to to learn it, and I did not want to, you know, encapsulate myself only uh, with with people who speak my language because then I would not have um, learned much. I think it's 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 very important. It's the first step for me when you, when you move into and learn the language. It's Highly, highly recommended. And talking about the language, uh, so you have that was the challenge. And for example, now do you speak German in a in advanced level? I guess. Yeah, I would say that. I would say that I speak German. Yeah, in an advanced uh, level. And and in talking about Munich, uh, so if someone an expat uh, moves to Germany, if they don't speak the language, they cannot survive. No, of course they can. Back then, given the fact that I lived in a more rural zone, well, German was spoken. And of course, you cannot expect everyone speaks uh, English all, all over the globe. This doesn't happen in Germany, doesn't also happen in Romania, you know? So I had to learn the language. But now, back in Munich, no problem at all. So uh, you don't have to necessarily speak English. We had, there are lots of expat jobs where, where English is... Um, only English is, is required and that's it. So Really? In Munich? So you can survive yes, yes. without speaking the language in some companies? Yes. But for example, yes. in the, in the, you know, in the, you know, day, day to day life, for example, going yeah. to the supermarket, yeah. Yeah. still you can survive with just yes. English? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I yes, thought yes. it would be can. the opposite. Yes, you can. So Munich is, no, Munich is in, is international. It has the traditional touch, which makes it more charming, but Munich is indeed very, very international, yes. Wow. There, there is no, uh, one should have no, no fear in, in moving in here. For the language, yeah, because people are afraid of speaking German because it's a very difficult language, especially people like me, who's, uh, you know, our mother tongue is Spanish. So people complain all the time that it's more, complicated in French, for example, for us. So, lucky you that you speak the language. Yes, yes, <laughs> I, I can very much relate to you. I, I can. <laughs> I'm more close to Spanish and Italian language than German, so yes. You understand, you understand what I'm saying. Uh, and okay, yes. talk, um, let's talk about your work. You, are, uh, you work as a customer success manager for a software company. Tell us more about your, your job. What do you do there yes. specifically? Yes, yes, yes. In my job, well, the, the core of my job would be the fact that I make sure the customers are happy with our product. And by making sure it's it looks it sounds maybe nice and you just make sure that they're happy. Yeah, you could <laughs> you could also call me a customer a happiness manager, but it implies way much more than that. I uh, I'm more like the their inner voice with as their voice within the company, and of course the voice of the company when I uh, face the customer. So I accompany the customers throughout their journey with us by using our product and make sure they're fully using it, take full advantage of it. They're up to date about the, the new releases we have related to the product. Make sure that uh, their complaints or their inquiries are being heard and solved. Yeah, this is uh, this uh, making sure they have a, a person to, to talk to and also internally, of course, orchestrate uh, escalation issues uh, and everything related to, to account management. And for example, the, the software that you um, that you offer to the customers, what is about? For what? What is the purpose of the reason of the software? To do what? So I was saying that tell tell us a little bit about the the software that you offer. It's uh, for what function? Well, the software that that the product offers is more related to customers from life entertainment sports. It's a ticketing software. It's, big, it's the software, customers like sport club, museums, theaters, um, life entertainment customers have when they put tickets on sale. They use a certain software and this is the software we use, yeah. 
and the nice. software I work for. Yes, yes, it's very challenging and also very, very nice. It was um, also a, a big uh, leap for me because uh, I worked in this digitalization domain uh, back in Romania. So um, 2000 until 2013 when I moved here. And um, given the fact that I moved in a more rural zone, the jobs are also different. So I had to, uh, I uh, did not work in the um, software uh, solution uh, world uh, anymore. I uh, worked as a yeah, sales administration specialist, but not so digitalized, you know? And now I'm, uh, I'm just happy to, to be back on track. Yeah, besides, you know, technology, you always, always have very good business. So yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. And uh, you, um, you, it is only when you, you're back on track that you're, uh, that you see how much you missed throughout the years when, when you weren't. Interesting. So, yeah. And, and talking about that work culture uh, of Germany and Romania, what differences yeah. do you find? Um, well, work culture, um, I would say we're from, from, um, you mean like from, from a relationship between work, uh, co-workers? General, general. General. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, you know, um, where I worked in Romania, it was a city, it's a city where, yeah, big corporations have their offices, so it's um, Romania is also part of the European Union, so it's I would say it's as an internationalized um, um, country. Hence, I don't see many many differences. It's we have the same processes as as uh, I had at a company where I worked in Romania. From we have the same challenges, we have the same uh, frustrations, we have the same um, celebrations which we uh, have together, and we have. Um, yeah, I would say sometimes maybe the even the same uh, <laughs> how to say bureaucracy maybe or or process uh, lack of process uh, complaints. I wouldn't say that there's a big there's a big difference related to my current to my current job. Yeah, I um, I didn't see working any major, hours, major for example, difference. no difference in working hours. Type of leadership, type of relationships. Whoa. Because you mentioned before that in in Romania, uh, people tend to to go for a drink after work, and it seems yeah. like uh, in Germany, no. So this is a difference. Well, it is. It, they do tend to go. Uh, just to to make it clear, people go in Germany also for drinks after work, but not the people in my job because we're a small team and it's more international, so to speak. So in, um, the office are also in other, um, in other countries. So people tend to go uh, to, uh, <laughs> trust me, the pubs are full also in, in Munich, just as in Romania. Um, as a difference, um, no, like I said, there, I didn't uh, detect many uh, differences or, or uh, something where I could say, okay, this I didn't have in Romania. No, it's, um, I would say it's, it's the same as, as in Germany. People go as much uh, drinking as they do in Romania. So it seems like a people in, in Europe, <laughs> well, in the two countries, like drink to... a lot, drink a lot. <laughs> well, I don't know if they drink a lot, but people go out for, <laughs> for afterwards drinks also. Mm. It's weird that there is no difference, but maybe because uh, they have a general culture in, I think in, the, in the same, general... in the same song maybe that's why exactly i think it's like the general uh corporate culture come on let's blow some steam off talk about that issue and go for a for a beer i mean i or maybe they even go for a tea who knows and uh, benefits similar benefits um uh, similar benefits similar benefits um although um no i would say similar benefits like um health um yeah health insurance. Um, of course, the, the holidays are not, um, not, I think I don't I have, uh, don't have as many holiday days as I wish, but there's not a big significance. I mean, like one or two days less than, than in Romania. Although I'm not sure how much, how many holidays um, are now being allocated per year in Romania. Maybe it has, things have changed since 2013. 
And salaries in general, the similar salaries? Well, yes, <laughs> no, of course not. The salaries are, are different, but you must also take into consideration the, the level of economy between Germany and Romania. I mean, they're both countries um, from the European Union, but uh, of course the, the salaries are higher in Germany, but also the, the um, how do you say, the, um, quality of life is also different here and also the, the accommodation you pay for is, is uh, higher the prices well. are higher of course <laughs> of course <laughs> and um, you know every I, I kind of had a how do you call it I was saying okay I'm, I'm going to Romania I'm going to Romania now and this summer everything will be cheaper no it's not it's the same prices just that year yeah, but anyways, uh, Germany is, is more expensive in general. Yes, better generally. salaries, but more expensive. So it's exactly it's the same. So it's, it's the same. It's, mm. it's the same. It's the same. And do you think that that in, in Munich specifically uh, is a city with there is diversity and inclusion? Yes, Munich is definitely a city with with uh, diversity and and inclusion. I. Uh, I've, I've, I kind of like uh, have the impression it's like embracing diversity and, and inclusion. At least this is what I uh, what I what I sense. I have uh, friends from from all over the the place, which I which I made in Munich, and yeah, I feel that uh, inclusion is is on their their top left top priorities. One of their top priorities. And what about well being? Um, I always say it's, um, it's a high quality of life, uh, that you sense here in Munich, maybe also because of the surroundings. I mean, you have the Alps in your, uh, near Munich, you have lots of seas, you have this, um, this nature at your door basically, but you're also in a big city. And this is for me important. This is for me well-being. For me, it's it's very important to 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 get to to declutter a bit from the from the concrete, which I love, and be like let's say thirty minutes at least um, the, the earliest um, in near a sea where I can go hiking or uh, near near a mountain. And this is for me well-being. Of course, the infrastructure, not to mention. Of course, the parks in Munich. I, I don't think I, I've seen a, a greener city than Munich. You don't even sense the fact that you're in, in a city because it's green. And yeah, wow. this is for me well-being. Plus yeah, not to yeah. mention the food. Not to mention the food, which yeah, I mean, everyone, not, not everyone eats, eats schnitzels and <laughs> how, how people might, might assume, but yeah, a typical, meal usually includes like hearty meat potion drenched in rich creamy sauces with buttery rolls baked squash and a full glass of beer of course but it's it's good it's it's you have the you have the impression it's, it's like home cooked when you're in in a pub but also in general, the, the, what are the most traditional dishes for example now talking about food what are the most traditional dishes that people uh, should eat if they go for vacation or for staying in in munich for example well it's it's definitely steak it's uh sauerkraut braten steak with uh correct with with cabbage uh steak with cabbage and then potatoes um i'm not sure how they call them in english but yes potatoes i would say Dump, so dumplings are made out of potatoes these are one traditional uh german food and like i uh, said before meat potion and creamy sauce with buttery roll, baked squash, full glass of beer. This is traditional food. And the sausages, right? The... Of, yeah, yes, 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 the Wurst. And also there's that breakfast, um, there's the breakfast uh, dish where they have, it's a white Wurst, which is being brought in a, in a small dish in, in the boiling water. And you don't cut it. Yes. Traditional Bavarian people um, suck the worst out of that. Um, yeah, they suck the the meat out of the worst without cutting it. This is traditional. Mm -hmm. And the drinks, the the beer is the classic. Uh, yes, yes, yes. That's why beers, we have 
Yes. That's why we have Oktoberfest mm. in Munich. Yes, which you definitely need to, to uh, attend next year. Lovely. Wow. Well, I don't like beer. So for me, it's like, uh -huh. <laughs> I, I will go to, I, I would go to, to, to friends because I, I love wine. So for me, Germany is not my, it's not my country. I don't like beer. So <laughs> well, we I don't like other... a lot of meat. So <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand. I, uh, I don't also eat a, a lot of meat to, to be fair. I can understand. And what about I the lifestyle? The life, oh, well, I had the chance to live in a rural zone where I was new to the traditions and also have attended several times like spring break fest on the Danube, for instance, when I could admire people in popular costumes with horse carriages uh, parading through the city. Um, and given the fact that I lived uh, in a bit of a more rural uh, region the first seven years, I uh, could also attend fairs like the small sisters of the Oktoberfest. But also um, attended like, mm, I'm getting more into culture, I think. I also attended like a, a Bavarian uh, fest called, festival called Letting the Wolf Out in free translation. It's like, the, the origin is like the activity of shepherds who went in the forest pastures with their animals in the spring. And cows wore bells around their necks to keep bears and wolves away from the pasture by ringing. And this is what people would do by gathering around a fire and uh, wearing a, a bell on their neck and uh, yes ringing ringing the bell related to to lifestyle i would say yeah what 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 things much, uh, do the people do for having fun you know they do well they do they do a lot of sports they do a lot of hiking uh, there are a lot of lots of family activities. What you can see, lots of canoeing, lots of um, canoeing on the lake. You know, there's those soups, which are now very. Uh, you can see them on all lakes and all sea also. Also, uh, like I said, lots of activity uh, in the parks, lots of picnicking. But I would, yeah, lots of uh, bike ridings, lots of hiking, lots of skiing, and yeah, of course, lots of partying. Germans for example, do know how to have fun. For example, now that we're, well, uh, um, well Angela Merkel is, uh, it's gone. Uh, yes. Do you, how do you, um, do you think, well, they, well, my question is, um, do you think that the German people will miss Angela? They consider that she was a good leader because in the news, everybody talks beautiful things about, uh, about Ange Angela Merkel, but I don't know there that you live in Germany, how they perceive this change. Well, um, just as any politician, uh, I don't think every any I don't think there was ever a politician who had one hundred percent fans, and just as any other politician, Angela Merkel also had some voices behind her who did not agree with some decisions she she took she made um but i think um given the fact that she had a you you say you can say she had a, a certain longevity in in uh, in her position so i think that all in all uh, she was indeed loved one could uh, there are voices comparing her to to margaret thatcher also which uh, definitely fits fits the picture I cannot pronounce myself about um, the person who, who replaced her. Well, we'll live and we'll see. But I can tell you that I cannot wait to, to vote. I hope to be able to vote next time. So yeah, now because... you, your, status, uh, your, uh, your status doesn't uh, let you to vote in Germany? No, it, it doesn't allow me. No, no. Uh, well, um, um, given the fact that Romania is part of the European Union and Germany isn't the European Union, I did not need a certain immigration status here. You know, uh, it is only well, I arrived 2013, and yeah, it is. I think for the last months of 2013, I need to I needed to have an, an um, how do you say approval to, to stay here because Romania entered the European Union. Um, 
2014 only. So sorry, not did not enter uh, Euro uh, European Union in 2014, but it is only after 2014 that I did not need an approval, uh, residence approval in, in Germany. For me, I did not need it anymore. So for the moment, I'm um, yeah, just an ex, just I'm just an expat. But now uh, I don't need any particular, um, how do you say, formalities from related to my status. Yet I am not uh, allowed to to vote. Oh, I see. Since you I'm must not, be not... Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I, yes, I plan to to apply for for the citizenship. I see. And talking about uh, customs and traditions. Uh, something particular, some may, it can be religious, it can be cultural, uh, customs, tradition that you might find interesting or you don't like, you know, you don't like them? Um, well, I, I spoke earlier about the, um, the um, festivals I attended in the rural zone where I, uh, where I lived for, for seven years and uh, I, I embraced their tradition and I, I've, find it has, it has a significance behind every uh, fest they have. Like for instance, like, like I told you that uh, letting the wolves out in free translation where they like wore those bells just to, it was like to commemorate, to, to celebrate the, um, uh, the shepherds who went in the forest pastures with their, their animals in spring. Um, it, I didn't. I didn't have something. You, you have to think like that. Think of me when I arrived here. I was like just a small. I've, although I was thirty already, I was. This is like a small child being like mesmerized because it's not something you. Germany and every country. It's not something. It doesn't suffice to watch a documentary about it. You have to live it. You have to live the people. Meet the people. Talk to the to your favorite. Uh, baker in the morning from where you get your buns or rolls or everything it's um it's uh, it's yeah it's definitely uh, it was for me like um, a whole yeah a whole new different world okay um, and uh, talking about that there are some countries where you know uh, it's not safe for women uh in in the case of uh munich is a city uh that is safe for for women yes yes definitely munich is munich germany all in all is uh crime safe uh so to say for for women or for solo travelers it's not less safe than any any other country Good but munich know. is def munich is definitely a safe city and, and for example, this is good because in, in, in Latin America, we have a total different story. And uh, talking about accommodations, uh, um, if you compare uh, Romania accommodation with um, in, in where you live in Munich, accommodation, how much for, for example, for um, living in a middle-class neighborhood, uh, maybe two bedrooms, you know, two kitchens. How much in, in each place to, to understand the difference in, in price? Uh, to understand the difference in price? Well, um, mm. it's a good question because I myself um, have asked myself this question when I was in Romania because I, was, I did not know how the, the prices are uh, currently. But yeah, I would say about, yeah. Five five hundred maybe in Romania and um, yeah middle class um, in Romania I'm saying like the the city where I uh, where I stayed in it's Temeshvara and I would say from Munich you would pay uh, triple the the amount so five hundred five hundred yeah. in Romania and in Munich yeah. would be one thousand five hundred five hundred. Yeah, that's a, a big difference. Uh, you it, know, salaries, it salaries as well, but anyway, salaries are also uh, are also different. But okay, let's say maybe Timisha between five and seven hundred, maybe to to put like yeah. But anyhow, still a big difference. Wow, yeah, I I see that the difference in prices a lot. Well, it's part of 
you know, the, the difference in, in salaries and et cetera. So we talk about language that's uh, German and you can survive if you just speak English. And what about the weather? How, how's the weather? Well, this is a painful one, especially for a child of the sun, like I like uh, to consider myself. Sun is indeed here dearly missed, if you ask me. Um, maybe if you ask a person from, from a Nordic country, they would say, oh, it's perfect. But for me, uh, for me, I had 30 years until I moved here. I had sun from, let's say, beginning of March, even end of February sometimes until late November. And uh, yeah, maybe I'm exaggerating. Let's say October, definitely. And yeah, um, Germany or at least Munich, the sun is sometimes, um, how do you say that? He likes to, to, to hide a lot. <laughs> sometimes summer, like for instance, this summer was uh, not that, uh, um, how to say bright <laughs> as people say oh in summer everything looks better well this summer it was more like rain and and uh, storms and yeah it's uh, weather is uh, something yeah this is a a minus point for me for me and does it snow in Munich yes 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 it does it does it, it we're, we're near near the Alps it uh, we have um, last yeah last winter it was the first uh, first winter in Munich and I was like shocked by the amount of snow I found uh, one morning in, in front of my house but beautiful beautiful kids love it and also adults so it's cold most of the time in no no I wouldn't say it's cold most of the time I'm I would say that yes yeah, sun is missed but it's not that cold it's colder than in Romania yeah I would say that but it's not cold most of the time or dark most of the time yeah we also have um just, just um days sunny days and sunny weeks but yeah this particular year it was a bit darker but no I also had great summers in in Germany here so what's the best uh, time of the year to visit Munich? Well, I would say May, June, July. Yeah. But it's not cold. It's like a close to summer. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Or October or September for Oktoberfest. For uh, people who love the beers? For the people who love the beer, exactly. Okay, so... June, uh, well, May, June, July, May, June, August, July, September, yeah. October tops. Uh, yeah, because tops. later, okay. Yeah, if you're a summer person like my, yeah, like most I, of the Latinos, then, yes. we love summer. So, yes, but you love you love the winter. You can go anytime. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and what what are the what what things should people do if they move to Munich? And what, what things people shouldn't do if they move to Munich? Do's and don'ts. Well, I would, yeah, I will, I will, I would just, but not to Munich, I will put it to Germany. Like, don't assume everybody's eating schnitzel and wearing lederhosen. <laughs> don't assume that. Don't, uh, just embrace their, their cultures and tradition, learn, learn their language. There isn't any do's and don'ts. I think, I think it's like common sense things that everybody would do when they're, um, going in another country, or not even another country, when they're visiting something. I, no, not... there is no common sense. So sorry, Monica, but <laughs> I ask, and I ask you to be specific, because yes. I, I have I have learned with over the years, there okay. is no common sense. Okay. Most of people don't have common sense. You don't have idea. Like I told you, uh, what happened to me the other day with the interview. Uh, so common yes, sense. Yes, 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 there, yes. There, it doesn't exist in a lot of people so be a specific please <laughs> well i i wouldn't i wouldn't for instance bring up uh, uh some dark aspect of the history for they for which they are not to to blame they cannot do anything it was back then and it's it's it happened back then so i would not bring it for me i found it i personally find it rude and I think it's also prohibited to to talk about um, that oh, period. Hitler of and what happened? Exactly. exactly. Okay. Yeah, it, it's rude, and you don't mention it. And uh, um, 
like I said, people currently living there, they cannot do anything. They can, they're not responsible for it. And uh, they also should not be reminded about it. Yeah, it's also prohibited to, to do it, um, which I find it good. Um, this would this would be the first thing. This is what I put under common sense, like I said, because I it doesn't think. exist, and most of people, <laughs> I I can tell you, so it's better to be specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then um, don't um, like uh, yeah, don't uh, assume that the transport is is uh, uh, for free. I know transport is not for free. You have to pay buy a ticket. I don't know. I, I I hope I'm not saying like you know platitude, but I'm saying it. If you say that common sense doesn't exist, yeah, buy a transport ticket. Don't assume you will not get caught. Um, and do uh, what you should do. Um, embrace your culture. Be curious. Uh, learn a bit of the language. If you're in love with the country, learn the language. So if you want to move here, like I said, don't encapsulate yourself with only people talking your language. Learn a bit of the language, even if it's difficult, just a bit so that you can, so that, so that one senses that you, there's a will for you to learn, to, to adapt, to integrate. Yeah. Otherwise it's gonna be, it's gonna be difficult. Yeah, you have to get used to and adapt to your yeah, new yeah. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't assume everybody speaks English. Uh, like, for instance, when you go to, to, how do you say it, City Hall, or you have to um, register for something or, or change the plates on your, on your car, like, don't assume everyone is speaking English, because even if they do, they're not allowed. Their position is for... for uh, uh, how do you call it? Uh, German, uh, it's under German law and it requires that they speak German. I mean, yeah, of course, um, maybe there are some things to, to be uh, improved in that aspect, but yeah, try a bit to, to do a bit of your homework too. And what tourist places should people visit if they go to Munich? Well, it's, it's the Victualien Markt in Munich. It's a market which I call it the posh market with good wurst and bretzel, as you, as you said, but not only that. It's uh, lots of um, fruits and vegetables from all over the world, I would also say. I, I, I get my Spanish Iberico from there. Um, good wine, um, good cheese. Um, then there's the Peace Monument, who was donated by the city of Munich to the Bavarian ruling dynasty of the time, which is also a nice place to, to visit, of course. Then there's the Isar, it's the river um, which crosses Munich. It's also so nice to, uh, to walk by, um, especially in, in summer, people are taking sun baths on the, at the river. So very, very nice. That's all? Any other place? There's um, there's a lot to visit. To to be fair, you just have to to tell me the most famous. Coming. Mention the most famous. The most well, it's the Marienplatz, of course. It's uh, where the the dome. It's uh, the most famous. Yeah, Marienplatz. And any website association that you recommend for those expats who are listening to us? Well, I am member i'm a member of a facebook group called girl gone international where i um uh, found uh, a couple of ladies with whom with whom i go for breakfast every now and then and it helps as, a, as an expat to to make your first connection then there's munich expats also on facebook which i uh am a member of so yes these would be the two uh, in the first group, it's international or just in, in it's, it's in Germany? The first no, group it's international. Uh, Munich, Girl Gone. I think it's international. I think it's several cities, you know. It's also, oh. I think it's Barcelona, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I read as I as I joined the group, um, I read there are several cities who um, have the same concept. So I think it's also Barcelona or Paris, Girl Gone International. That's nice. Good. I didn't know that group. Uh, what do you miss most about your country? Uh, 
what I miss most about my country. Well, I miss my people, you know. It's uh, everybody has this, oh, you're living in another country, you're in Germany, more developed from so many points of views, economically, infrastructures, healthcare. Yes, I do. And I'll be forever thankful for this, yet. No one speaks about the sort of, um, you know, you have a, a sort of a, I would call it, I call it sort of a social amputation when you move, when you, you just put a person who's in his 30s in another country, let, let, let alone, alone, you know, because I did not move with my family. So it is, um, yeah, so I kind of miss my uh, people who know me from ever since I was, I don't know, in my high school or ever since I was in kindergarten. Of course, I miss that. You miss a certain, um, you miss a certain sense of, of, of root. But um, because when you arrive, like I said, you're like a different person, like a newly born who has to learn everything from the very beginning. So uh, I was no longer that confident woman I was when I was in Romania because I had a, I even have a, I had a different voice tone, you know, because I was, I was aware that I did not master the language. I didn't have a different posture, you know? And it takes a while until you shake that feeling of uncertainty, of insecurity off, until you don't have the impression that you're, you're like bothering if you say something because it's wrong. But this is like person from person. I'm telling from my subjective point of view, from my experience. Uh, yeah. And how, how did you manage to be competitive in the German market? What are the, the keys to your success? Well, um, to, to be honest, it, it sounds like taken from a calendar, but uh, whatever you do, just don't give up. Don't uh, just focus only on how difficult everything is. Don't do that. And if you do not like where you are, always remember you're not a tree, you can move. This is my, this is what I tell to myself sometimes when the going gets tough, especially on Mondays. I don't know how your Mondays are, Lizette, but mine are sometimes rough. But on a yeah, more, I think on most a, of people hate Mondays. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I always picture uh, people who have, oh, we're like, you know, I have jobs who, who allow them to, to live their dream. You know, I think that for them, Mondays are not Mondays, but maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, on a more serious note, always invest in yourself and in your knowledge. Uh, especially invest in yourself so that you may, yeah, so that you can discover what's exactly, what's exactly that you enjoy doing. It's very important to always invest in yourself. And talking about secrets, uh, I don't know if you have um, a secret that you discovered when you moved and you have liked to know uh, when you moved. Maybe if you, um, if your life will be easier if you have known the secret. Well, I don't, I wouldn't call it a secret, but um, had, I don't, I'm not sure if I had the brain, I have the brain, the maturity I have now, if I had it back then, if I still had moved, because uh, um, I was a bit, oh, yes, this is the perfect, I think I watched too many, you know, my first book was uh, Gone with the Wind, and the, believing in that romance, and Oh, now when I think back, I'm thinking, girl, <laughs> did you hit your head or something? I mean, I'm not sure if I would do this move again, you know, moving here with, uh, I, I didn't even, I didn't even have a, have a job when I moved here. And I was, I was so, I was so positive and I was so, of course they will like me and no, not everybody likes you and it's okay. <laughs> this is, so <laughs> Yeah, and of course I'll find a job. Well, yes, I did find a job in two months, but it was like, you know, my breakfast and then I was like applying for jobs all day. So it's, I would not romanticize things anymore like I did back then. And I, I would, I would not, uh, maybe I would not watch so many romantic movies and believe that love solves it all and that, uh, no. No. <laughs> no, I'm curious. Before, uh, the last question, I'm curious about something. Uh, in, in Latin America, uh, the German people are very famous because they we consider they are very um, square mind, you know, very. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And they're very famous, they're very you know, strict. 
all the stuff. Um, I don't know in your in, in, in Romania, but yeah. according to your experience, do you think that it's true? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, they're not. They're not. They're actually they're very open minded. They are very. Um, no, they are flexible and not uh, not. Uh, it's not like I know what you mean. I know maybe the maybe I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint that I don't have any, you know, spicy stuff to share. But yeah, maybe I had. I had a couple, um, 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 maybe the older ones, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't like profile them that hard and say, no, actually they are very, um, they're more, so flexible that sometimes they leave you the whole decision to do something. <laughs> so yeah. so it's, yeah. maybe it's not it's something true, you know, sometimes it's just uh, stereotypes, maybe not all people, fit in so no not all same. people fit in exactly not, not all people fit in and um uh, you should really definitely not not uh, judge uh, a book by its cover as one so <laughs> says okay well monica it was a pleasure talking to you thank you very much for being in in women abroad and i really appreciate all your your comments and and that you share your story with us Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Suzette, for the invitation. It was a pleasure to, to meet and to talk to you. Thank you once again. See you in our next episode. Thanks for listening. Visit our website, www.wellum.com, section Women Inspire. And don't miss our next episode.